Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. How many of you have ever had to wait? I mean, I could have asked that differently, right? I could have said, how many of you have kids? How many of you have a spouse? Notice I didn't say a wife, right? Because depending on the circumstance, right? Depending on the circumstance, one of you is waiting for the other one, right? If you're trying to go someplace, you might be waiting on the husband, But if you're at a certain place, you might be waiting on the wife to be finished, whatever she's doing, right? Like, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as you're married, you have to wait on somebody, don't you? Can I get an amen? I know you're scared because your spouse is right there, but they want to say amen too. Some of you have, have spent time waiting for that job, waiting for the right job. Some of you have spent time waiting for answers to hard questions, waiting for answers about houses or cars or finances. Some of you are in this place where you're still waiting for that right person to come into your life. Some of you are still waiting for something to change in your life so that you can find a little bit of freedom. Some of you were waiting for that call from the doctor. Some of you were waiting for your family or maybe your spouse to get it, to change. We understand what it feels like to wait, don't we? And sometimes the waiting gets so heavy and so long that it becomes not just painful because it's taking a long time, but it actually becomes painful because you don't know if it's actually ever going to happen. I was watching uh, a documentary uh, about Mr. Dress Up a little while ago. Do you guys remember Mr. Dress Up? Okay. And it was... it. In this documentary, it talked about how um, he was at this gathering, and he had shown up, and his wife was coming later, and he kept waiting and waiting and waiting for his wife to show up. And she never showed up. She never showed up because she was in a car accident. And she actually died. He was waiting for his wife to show up at this event, and she never got there. And in our lives, sometimes we wait for things, and we feel like maybe the thing I'm waiting for, maybe there was an accident, and that's never going to happen. That thing that I'm waiting for, maybe I got it wrong and maybe I'm waiting for the wrong thing. Maybe that thing that I'm waiting for, 
is based on somebody's promise, and I really shouldn't have trusted their promise. Maybe what I'm waiting for is never going to come. And in our faith journey, we have those same questions. We have those questions as it pertains to our lives and the things that we're going through and the difficulties and the challenges and the changes that we're waiting on. But it also has to do with just our faith journey and our, and our faith in Jesus because we, we wonder if maybe sometimes we wonder, is, is, is God even there? You're waiting for Him to answer your prayer and you're like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, but I can't hear you. I can't see you at work. I don't know what's going on. Are you even there? Am I, am I waiting for you to answer my prayer and you haven't even heard it? Am I waiting for you to do this incredible thing, but you're not even there to hear it? I've put my trust in, in you, but maybe I got it wrong. I, you look around and you look around and you see the sin in the world, and you see how the sin seems to be getting worse and worse and worse, and you see wars happening around the world, and you see changes with our government or with laws, and you're like, ah, these don't make sense, these aren't good, these I'm seeing increases in murder, I'm in, seeing increases in crime, I'm seeing increases in in, in the lack of morality, I'm seeing increases in depression and anxiety. I'm seeing increases in, in, in just so many things. And they're just getting worse and worse and worse. And you start to wonder, is God even there? Is he, is he coming? Why is he taking so long? And we're left waiting. And we struggle against temptations. And we struggle to do the right thing. And we struggle to stay on the right path when everybody else is doing something different, when everybody else is telling us, don't worry about that, you don't need to do that kind of stuff. Just come along, just go along with what everything it, everybody else is doing. It's easier this way. You don't need to say no to those things. Just go with it. There's not going to be any consequences. And you see these people and you see them walking down that road and everything seems to be normal and seems to be good for them. And you see the people that are doing these horrible things and they seem to be happier than you are. And you're like, why am I waiting? waiting why am I waiting I'm waiting for this thing I've taken this step of obedience and I'm waiting for the reward I'm waiting for the sign that this was right and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and it's hard to wait And then somebody says, Jesus said he was coming back. It's been 2,000 years. If he was coming back, don't you think he'd come back already? And we start to wonder if maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe we've put our trust in somebody that isn't trustworthy. Maybe we've put our trust in a fairy tale. Maybe we've... <laughs> Maybe God has forgotten about us. Maybe God has abandoned us. 
Maybe we've done something wrong along the way and now God doesn't want to fight for us anymore. And we wonder. Are we just foolish for waiting? Now from what we know, 2 Peter chapter 3 are Peter's last words to the church. From what we know, he was executed soon after writing this. And he knew he was going to get executed. And this is what he says to the church. I'm going to read you this whole chapter. It's not long, but I think we need to hear these words this morning. Dear friends, This is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to simulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers, will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's Word, The heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. And by these waters also the world of that time was destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord... A day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with His promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, since you are waiting for this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. 
Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, Since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. This is what I want us to focus on here this morning. Yes, Jesus is going to come back. He's not going to wait forever. He is coming back. But you need to understand something. God's not late. God's not late. He's waiting on us. God is not late. He's waiting on us. How many of you... How many of you have ever watched any of those cooking, baking shows, British baking show or MasterChef or anything, right? And, and inevitably, someone on that show has taken something out of the oven before it was done, right? And the judge comes around and, I don't know, he taps on the bottom of it or smells it or pulls it apart and calls it stodgy or something, and he's like, oh, that's a shame. It needed, needed two more minutes. It needed five more minutes. It needed to prove for five minutes, whatever that is. But it needed longer. But because they didn't wait long enough, they pulled it out, and it wasn't ready. You guys know, you guys that have had kids who have kids, you understand what it is to be waiting on someone. Right? You're there and you're like, I, I want to go to the, the play place. I want to go to McDonald's. I want to go to this thing. I want to go to Moncton. I want to go. I'm ready to go. And I'm waiting for you to put your boots on the right feet. I was talking to one parent. I was talking to one parent a little while ago, and she said, "Sorry, we're going to be late because every time we get ready to go out the door, the little girl pulls her pants off." Now you tell me. Should that parent just go, "All right, kiddo, you're not ready. I'm leaving."
You guys know your heart as a parent. Your heart as a parent is to say, oh, we got to go, but I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss out. I don't want to have to leave you behind. I want you to come. I want you to go with us. I want you there. You're going to have so much fun. It's going to be so good for you. I want that for you. And so you stick around a little bit longer and you put the pants back on or you put the shoes back on or you switch the shoes or you totally change the outfit because they decided to pee their pants or whatever. But you have such a desire for your kid, your kids to be there that you go, all right, I got to be patient here. I got to help them get ready because I don't want them to miss this. And God is looking at us and He's saying, I know, I know you think I'm late. I know you think I've abandoned you and I've forgotten you, but that's not what's going on. I'm seeing you and I'm seeing the world and the world is not ready yet. You are not ready yet. I need to give you more time. And I can't wait forever. I'm not going to wait forever. But He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on your kids. He's waiting on your parents. He's waiting on your spouse. He's waiting on your grandkids. He's waiting on your neighbors. He's waiting on our politicians. He's waiting on those in the Middle East. He's waiting on those in China. He's waiting on those in Africa. He's waiting on those in South America. He's waiting on the conservatives, he's waiting on the liberals. He's waiting on the people who are in the middle of the war. He's waiting on the Russians. He's waiting on the Ukrainians. He's waiting on the Israelites. And he's waiting on the people in Gaza. He's looking out and he's seeing the world. And he's not late, he's waiting on us. And because he is waiting, Peter says his waiting, his patience, means salvation. He's not waiting so that the world just gets really, really bad and and destroys itself. He's waiting because he knows there needs more time for more to be saved. And as he is waiting for more to be saved, imagine with me the heaven that he is creating. A heaven where there are all these people from every tribe, nation, and language in the world who actually finally come together in peace and in unity and love and honor. 
He's not late. He's waiting on us. I don't know the stuff that you've been struggling with. I don't know the individual things in your life that you are waiting on, whether it's financial or relationship or or somebody to change or whatever it is, and I don't know exactly the questions and the struggles you have been facing in your faith journey. But I need you to know here today that God has not forgotten you. God has not abandoned you. He is not ignoring you. And He is there. And He is fighting for you. And it may seem like a long wait. It may seem like He's not there. But he is there. And he is patient. And he is waiting on us. And Peter Peter gives us some instruction about what we're supposed to do because of that reality. For one thing, he essentially says, hold on. Hold on to the word of God. Don't forget this book. Don't ignore it. Don't forget it. Don't stop reading it. Don't say it's old-fashioned and doesn't matter. Hold on to the Word of God because it is His promise and He fulfills His promise. He isn't late. He isn't following broken promises. He is a promise maker and He is a promise keeper. And you can hold on to this and you need to hold on to this. Read your Bibles. Memorize Scripture. Let it be part of your daily life. Let it soak into you. Hold on to the Word of God. Hold on to the hope. He says, get ready. If you are here today, if you are here today and you have been fighting a temptation or you've been fighting a sin and there has been something in your life that you are, you are kind of pushing against and trying to avoid, keep avoiding it. But if there is something in your life that you have given into and God has been whispering to you, some days he's been shouting at you saying, you need to get rid of this thing. You need to get rid of this relationship. You need to get rid of this habit. You need to make this change. You need to start going to church every Sunday and and filling your life with the Word of God, or you need to join a small group, or you need to get out of that job, or you need to stop watching that show or listening to that music, or you need to get out of that that situation where you always find yourself being filled with pride, or you need to get rid of that job so that you're away from the temptations to lust after your coworkers, or you've got to change how you deal with your money, whatever it is, and he has been tapping you on the shoulder, yelling at you, saying you need to get rid of this. Peter, Peter is saying, get rid of that junk he is patient with you he is waiting on you but he is not going to wait forever so get ready and with that with that
is the truth that those around us don't have forever either. And we need to fight for the people who are lost in our lives. Because they need to get ready too. Sometimes it's easier to think, you know what? Well, maybe God isn't, maybe Jesus isn't coming back. Maybe we got it wrong. Maybe we think, you know what? Maybe hell isn't that big of a deal. And as long, like, it's whatever. Like, that's not up to me. I don't have control over it. I don't have any influence over it. And so, if they want to do that, go for it, whatever. And just disconnect ourselves from the lost. But God hasn't disconnected Himself from the lost. That's why He's waiting on us. If He didn't care about the lost, He'd be back already. If He didn't care about you, He'd be back already. And so He's saying to us, we need to get to work to fight for those around us and get them ready. Because he is patient because he doesn't want to see anyone perish. His patience means salvation. So whether it's this word to you that you need to get ready, or you need to help others get ready, or you just need to hold on and trust that he has not forgotten you, he has not abandoned you, he is not ignoring you, and he is really there. I want you to remember that God is not late. He's waiting on us. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.